Blog Talk Radio. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you don't have a copy of my book and would like a free excerpt, you can just go to my website, www.karencan.com, and put in your name and email address, and uh, you'll get a link that you can download the first six chapters. So today we're going to be talking about why healing is sometimes like an iceberg. I know that's a really weird title, but i got to tell you, my guest today, Bruce Dixon, uh, I did some sessions with him, and it was very interesting when I was – I just thought I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going to say, okay, Bruce, how come it's taking me so long to heal you know, this particular issue, this particular symptom? You know, like people ask me, like, why do the same issues keep coming up? I thought I, I'm working on it. I'm trying my best. I'm changing my diet. I'm, you know, uh, taking these supplements. I'm doing this healing work or acupuncture. But why do the same symptoms keep coming up? Or maybe it's financial issues. You know, like, wow, I, you know, something happened to somebody that they got betrayed and then, you know, three years later, they got betrayed again and again and again. And so if people are putting a lot of effort into resolving to heal these things that are going on in their life, it can be really frustrating why they're still showing up. So uh, we're going to be talking today about, you know, with Bruce about the three levels that must be addressed before deep lasting healing can take place, how unconscious reactivity is blocking us from healing more rapidly, because I like fast. I got to tell you, I admit it. I like it fast. <laughs> fast is not always good for everybody, but that's just my personality. I like fast. Uh, so, um, And then maybe you know, discussing how you can begin to kind of speed up the healing in all areas of your life right now. Um, Bruce Dixon is the founder of Healing Toolbox Health Intuition. And we'll, a little later we'll be talking about how to get to his site. And he is a wonderful, wonderful, that's why it's called Healing Toolbox, wonderful links and information there. The blog is very comprehensive. So you definitely want to check out his page and get some more information. Um, and he also does sessions as well, one-on-one, which is what uh, I was doing with him as well. So he can do um, individuals and groups and organizations and helping them remove these blocks and obstacles to their health and success. So, Bruce, thank you for joining us today. Well, I'm always happy to be here. This is a great Yay. place. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, Bruce, you probably remember. I don't know if you remember that session that we did together, and I asked you, and you told me that healing is kind of like an iceberg, and maybe you can explain to other folks what you meant by that when I was telling you yeah. about, you know, hey, how come these things keep popping up? Yeah, we we really need to slow down this whole conversation a lot, and not even look for quick solutions to why healing is like an iceberg. We're, I think the, the biggest picture here is that culturally we're at the only day one of holistic health and healing. It's still day one, even though we've been doing this for 40 years. And so the, the penetration of the wisdom of holistic health and healing has only penetrated very superficially and, and very strong regressive forces are still in play. 
so th- this is true for the mainstream, but it's also true for us individually. And this is why people, you know, we, we all want it fast from the neck up. But if we think that's all there is to healing, or if we, we think that's all there is to healing because we think that's all there is about our psyche. So we have to remember that our psyche has many levels of habits over a range of frequencies from fast to slow. And the idea that a magic pill is, it just only appeals to the parts of us that move fast. The parts of us that move, move slower need a much different process. So an iceberg is a good metaphor for a range of frequencies in our psyche. We can see the top 10% of the iceberg, but if we assume that's all there is, we may be on a collision course with what's waiting below. And, and let's remember also that both Freud and Jung were in agreement with this idea that our psyche is threefold, that there's a top part, subconscious under that, which is underwater, and then an unconscious, which is far underwater and really out of sight. So we have to kind of stay with this thing that because when we watch television and watch ads on television, we're told that, oh, no, every new ideas are what heal us. And the new thing, the new, new thing, the novelty, that's what heals us. We don't need anything more than just new ideas all the time. So we have to get down to this, this thing that I think women are much more conversant with, that slower is better sometimes. So uh, let's see, I'm going to go on here. So the biggest proponent of a threefold model is really Rudolf Steiner. And, and he has some ways of looking at this. Now, these are, these are related to the iceberg. So the iceberg image is conscious on top above the water, subconscious mm-hmm. that you can see below the water, but is dimly seen, and unconscious, mm-hmm. which is dark and invisible. But he also looked at it this way. So these are different metaphors for the, the iceberg. One is head, heart, and hands. One is waking, dreaming, and sleeping, and thinking, feeling, and willing. And these large holistic conceptions help us slow down so we see that different levels of our psyche need different processes to accomplish their healing. So the lower and slower you go, the more patience and gradualness and persistence pay off. Uh, what do you think of that, Karen? Oh, yeah, that makes, uh, well, my mind, of course, is saying that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, think is, for me... This is what uh, you don't hear on ads on television. No, that, exactly, that we have, exactly. It's different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, okay. and the head part, because I tend to be very pretty heady and I have, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of energies in that mental body of mind, and so uh, that tends to get somewhat impatient with the rest of, you know, the different spiritual bodies and like, come on, come on, let's get with the program here, you know, but uh, I'm always getting reminded like, hey, you know what, it's a process and it's not, you know, fast is not always better, um, but my mind thinks it is. Yeah. So let's recall also that, 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 that that the slowest part of our psyche, the unconscious, is truly invisible to our conscious waking self. And so to reach those invisible parts, we need uh, new tools and sometimes outside expertise to uncover, explore, and resolve the blocks and obstacles that are there. And a really good way for – we don't want people to be in dilemma about this because there's a very simple solution, and that's for people to expose themselves to the skill ladder of energy medicine techniques. Uh, The skill ladder of just like our psyche – 
the skill ladder of energy medicine goes from very simple, easy things to do, like uh, uh, sensory awareness exercises and meridian tapping, all the way up into clairvoyance and soul travel. So on that whole range is all sorts of methods and techniques that anyone can find something comfortable for them to do an experiment. So you don't have to be stuck. You don't have to be overwhelmed with the immensity of your own psyche and the immensity of your own needs for healing. You just go to the skill ladder and just do one more experiment, and you'll learn. Uh, do, do you like this idea of a skill ladder of energy medicine techniques? I do, actually, and I like the idea that uh, you've kind of outlined it as, like, there's the simple ones, and then there's the ones that require more skill and more experience or training, maybe, uh, oh. or other people's expertise to, to do. So, like, can I ask, do you do you have some number, like how many of these techniques you've collected so far in this oh, skill ladder? Oh, no, it's not, it's not useful to, to use it that, that literally. There, uh, the, if you go to the healingtoolbox.org and you put in energy medicine skill ladder, this article comes right up, and you'll see that I've got like, you know, 10 things on the ladder there, but there's really hundreds of things on that ladder. And it would be, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, in the 1980s we did, there were, there were huge 500-page books of everything in energy medicine, every technique known. But it was out of date in about two years. So mm. it, it's not useful to do an exhaustive list. It's, it's more useful for people to get the idea that, that if I need healing, there are techniques, there are more techniques for self-healing on Earth now than at any time ever in Earth's history even in Atlantis and Lemuria, if you care about that stuff. And if you have a need for healing, you can look at the range of techniques and you can find something that's new for you or comfortable for you or interesting for you and just do one little experiment. This is really a cinch-by-the-inch procedure here, and that's how self-healing is too. Mm, Now, why do you call it an experiment? Uh, This is a, a word we need to use more of. We've been trained that science only happens in labs with people in lab coats or, uh, you know, kind of a specialized thing that, that only certain people do. But really, life is an experiment. Every day is an experiment. You're getting up and see if you can live better today than you did yesterday. And we need to kind of bring back this idea of, of experiments. Uh, let's look at nature a bit. Every time a seed germinates, this is a new experiment. So nature is, plants, a plant goes to seed and scatters a thousand seeds on the soil. Each one of those is an experiment. So how that plant will turn out is, is not clear, um, but it's going to do its, its darndest and, and uh, see what it can accomplish. And our lives are experiments too. So if we had more of this idea that life is an experiment, today is an experiment, and and that I might need to try something new today that I didn't try yesterday to get a different result today than I did yesterday, then we'd be much better off. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And it, certainly there's a lot less, um, I'm feeling like a lot less uh, tension or seriousness about life uh, because sometimes I know my personality is I, I like you know, uh, I like to be responsible and make a difference, and sometimes I get too serious. So I always have to watch out and balance myself with that kind of just, hey, you know, life is a gift, and and it's not about work, work, work all the time, and you know, getting somewhere. You yeah. can just be and yeah. The big enjoy. issue for people healing 
is once they realize that their needs for healing are deep and, and um, complex, they go into depression or they go into overwhelm. And, and this is why right. the skill ladder of energy medicine is so useful, because you can deal with your, your, your overwhelm by looking at the skill ladder and saying, well, I know how to do meridian tapping, and I did that for 10 years, and that, that was very beneficial for me. I wonder what else there is. Or, hey, I've never done anything here. Let's start with the lowest level and see if it works. Maybe this, is, maybe this will work for me. So you have to have this experimental attitude, and that's how to get out of overwhelm. Mm, I like that. Can you uh, clarify what you were saying earlier about the subconscious and unconscious minds? Because a lot of teachers just talk about the subconscious and that the subconscious is all these uh, programming that we have from our childhood that we've absorbed um and um that's you know that that's commonly how it's described and and therefore it just plays the recorder back and we keep manifesting the same thing over and over again because that's most of the time we're not that conscious maybe 5% of the time we're really awake and present and the you know the rest of the 95% we're you know letting those subconscious programs run our life but what about the unconscious like yeah, that's that we need to, actually, that's not a very uh, useful metaphor. That's the common metaphor. It's not that good a metaphor. The better metaphor is habits that we have. Our psyche is composed uh, 90 to 95% of habits. The other 5 to 10% mm. is conscious, deliberate choice. And these two, believe it or not, balance each other. Conscious choice is that powerful. Uh, but wow. when we start looking at the rest of our psyche uh, as habits, then it, it's more clear that these things are just uh, th- th- then the, then the, then the metaphors of tape loops and tape recordings and recordings uh, make sense. But but we we want to have the habits is useful because we understand that you can change a habit. That a habit is not uh, a death sentence. That a habit can be changed. We know people go change habits of smoking and drinking and uh, addiction and so on. So we we have this progressive very progressive idea about habits that they are changeable. And everything in our in our consciousness is changeable. So in our subconscious, we do indeed have uh, kind of dimly remembered incidents and behaviors uh, that uh, work for us or don't work for us. Uh, but in our unconscious, the same thing is happening, but it's invisible. Like in the iceberg, it's the underside of the, the iceberg where there's no light and it's completely dark and you can't see anything. So you're you're limited to 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 touch in a lot of respects, and this means that your ability to gather information about which habits are going on down there is much more limited. So the the big breakthrough here was when muscle testing combined with NLP and combined with a spiritual approach to working with the unconscious, and this kind of blossomed around 1990, and then for the first time ever. We had an experimental method, muscle testing, to uh, access, explore, uncover, and resolve unconscious disturbances. And this is why muscle testing continues to be um, the most exciting thing going on in energy medicine, uh, I, th- I think, in terms of numbers of people doing things. Mm, okay, yeah. Well, you know, I... I um... I, you know, like in the uh, what you were talking about the the subconscious um, 
as far as sometimes we we know there's tapes there, like we're aware of the tapes mm-hmm. that maybe we haven't been able to change. So, for example, me being aware of, uh, wow, um, gosh, uh, when I grew up, you know, I heard that um, money was evil. I'm just giving you an example. So yeah. I heard that money was evil, that it makes you know people bad, and therefore that's why I have money problems, and therefore I'm going to maybe do tapping or something like that to, you know, get rid of, you know, or change that. But then... Uh, now that I do the emotion code and body code, um, I didn't know that I had inherited trapped emotions, for example, that were also messing up my money issues. But there was no way I would have been able to figure that out consciously or been aware that it was maybe 50 generations ago on dad's side, for example, that something happened to somebody. And therefore, yeah. the muscle testing was really helpful so is that is that true? Like what I'm talking about? Does that yeah, make sense? Like yeah. as far as your yeah, this description? is very true. It, 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 you and I understand what you're saying, uh, but of course a lot of listeners, uh, this may be completely new to them, and and the way for new listeners to understand this is that that you just described some of the terrain of the unconscious, and it and it and unless you're trained. Uh, it's going to be unfamiliar and technical and uh, complex, uh, but of course that's what makes us human. And I think for the for for people looking at this for the first time, the way to think about this is that our core issues are highly layered, 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 like like um, like a baklava, yeah, <laughs> or an onion. <laughs> but, yes, absolutely. And and in our unconscious, because they're because every almost everything there is invisible. That means that they're layered like layers of glass. So if you're mm. looking you're looking at glass, how do you know if you're looking just through one pane of glass or if you're looking through a hundred? You know, how would you know? And and of course you can't know. You can't know until you start taking them off and seeing what's there. And this is why patience and gradualness and persistence pay off so handsomely when you're working with sub and unconscious issues. And you certainly can get to ancestral issues like you're talking about, but there's all sorts of stuff there. And the the real the, the real headline here is just do one more little experiment, because if you keep doing that, you will go forward. Yeah, I think that's a very positive message for today mm-hmm. because, uh, like you said earlier, people can get overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh. Now that I thought healing was going to be, you know, uh, now I'm committed, I'm going to change my diet, I'm going to, you know, work on my emotions and, you know, that kind of thing. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, you mean there's maybe 200 layers of stuff in there? <laughs> you know? And then they can get to this place of feeling like, oh, you know, and overwhelmed. Uh, mm-hmm. And then what you're saying is like, hey, you know, you're going to make progress and head away a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, you know, just go at that pace and your persistence in unlayering, unlayering, layering will, is, is and will pay off. It doesn't have to feel like, oh, my gosh, there's just so much. I'm never going to get through it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, people, what people imagine is that very experienced healers uh, can heal things magically and instantly and so on and so forth. But you know, if you work if you work with a lot of experienced healers, you find that they have uh, when they work on their own issues, they they're exactly where any beginner is. They're they're looking at something that's new, unfamiliar, different that they don't know much about, and they have to just you know take like a toothpick and start chipping away at it 
with whatever they can do. And that's this idea of just do one more experiment. You don't have to solve it today. You don't have to heal it today. But if you do one more little experiment, you will be one step closer. And that takes us to this idea of the hero's journey of self-healing. If we would think about ourselves as being on a path of self-healing, we would have more patience with ourselves. And this would be very useful. Right. Well, and, and uh, it's, you know, some people, uh, understandably, and I don't blame them, are just not willing to um, to, to have the, the patience. They they want the quick fix, or if you can't fix them, you know, or whatever, um, they're not willing to do their part. And, you know, that's just, that's okay. Um, but I'm sure you, I'm sure you probably see that too. Let's go to a, a, an issue that 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 I I really I really like here. <laughs> this is like I, I'm always interested in how women view healing, because partly because they're most of the clients in in holistic healing, but also because they're most of the talent as well. Uh, I, I'd like to suggest that that because our psyche is a, like an iceberg and has a range of frequencies, that this is why loving is so effective for healing. Women especially understand in loving, slower is better. Slower is usually better. And if women would apply this wisdom to their own self-healing, they'd feel more relaxed about their process. And they'd also be more willing to do just one more little experiment in their own self-healing because the process itself is an enjoyable. Pro- is, is enjoyable. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a feeling of uh, a softness, a patience, and I think yeah. Bruce, that for many of us in the modern world that are women, we've gotten to put on the man's galoshes, so to speak, and yep. so we're both trying to be women and trying to be men, and we've lost that feminine energy that uh, maybe in the past got us into trouble in terms of being weak or, you know, being uh, terrorized or whatever. But now, at least in in our world here in America, uh, we're fighting this imbalance that the masculine, especially in business, you know, a lot of women are very successful in business, um, you know, movers and shakers, you know. And um, I know this personally that, that and I, and I was I was basically bred this way by my parents. My parents said, "Look, you know, we're first generation here in in America and in Canada, and um, you're going to have to work your butt off. You know, no one's going to know you. You're a woman. You're Chinese. You're you're not white. You're going to really have to, you know, make your mark, kind of thing, to be successful. It's going to be harder for you. Like all these little you know little messages. So I did work my butt off. And so there's this masculine." energy and then uh the the feminine gets kind of washed underneath that and so that's the slow that's the you know that's the the one that goes out and smells the roses and enjoys the bath and you know all these things so i have to be very deliberate in you know rebalancing that Uh. masculine energy Uh. yeah let's remember that that the the paradigm of healing most people have has been hijacked by the medical profession into a male paradigm where mm. where basically men are trying to fix women, and whether you're yeah. a male, a Let's man, or a woman, a doctor, <laughs> whether you're a man or a woman going to a doctor, the paradigm is I'm going to try and fix you. Uh, raise your hand, women who are listening. Raise your hand if you like this <laughs> idea that men are always going to be trying to fix you. I don't see any hands <laughs> there. So we have to hijack this back, and if we hijack it back. 
we 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 have to talk about holistic health and healing these these larger more comprehensive pictures of our psyche which will naturally automatically lead to a larger more comprehensive picture of what we're dealing with when we have a core issue or an acute issue and and how you know quick fixes can be good if you're in a traffic accident but for diabetes and you know hypothyroidism type 2 and all sorts of things like that uh, slower and gradual and patience and persistence are really what pay off. Mm-hmm. And and I think that for people that uh, can get into overwhelm easily, I think it's such a sigh of relief, you know, for them to hear, oh, my gosh, you mean I just need to, you know, just adopt one little thing? I don't have to adopt everything at once. Phew, right. and I'm still going to make progress. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm I'm realizing as you talk that, one of the ways I was able to get into this, you know, more feminine paradigm of healing, it was through reading. Uh, I, I don't think that even videos are that good. I think in person is is as good as reading, but uh, between, but other than you know, reading books about holistic healing that you're compatible with, like um, like the Emotion Code book, the first hundred pages of that is a really good, re- very relevant to this topic today. Uh, if you can't, if you if you're not going to read the book and you're not going to go listen to Bradley in person or whoever he's authorized to train, then I think you really are stuck because uh, most people don't have enough language for this new feminine model of healing. They're still stuck with you know listening to medical commercials on television and and you know the way doctors talk and think and so on, which is much too limited for the the healing needs of many people unless you're in a traffic mm. accident then you want those then you want that yeah well i really liked the um you know just to go further on the iceberg analogy how and, and maybe i interpreted it incorrectly but it worked for me is that you know i'm seeing you know the stuff on the surface uh, that's like, say, my symptom or whatever I'm working on, and then we chip away, chip away, chip away at it, and wow, oh, my gosh, there's no more iceberg above the level of the water, but then the balance of the whole iceberg flips over, and there's a new peak you know, that appears above the water, and that's the next piece that I get to work on. And so even though it may seem like nothing happened, there's still something above the water, how come it didn't go away? Uh, on the underside, the iceberg is getting smaller and smaller and smaller right. over time. And that's that's related. That's that's beautiful. I've used that too. That, that's beautiful. It's also related to the hologram idea that your psyche is really like a hologram in many ways. And uh, Michael Talbot's holographic universe is a classic that uh, more people would benefit from. It would help them slow down and get a more comprehensive picture of what the psyche is like and what their healing process is like. And so the, that idea of the, the, the iceberg turning as you chip off the top is very similar to the whole idea of a hologram, you know, and all similar to the idea of a Rubik's Cube. You know, how do you solve a Rubik's Cube? Can you solve it just from one angle? No, you have to keep turning it and turning it and turning it and turning it and chipping away at it. So that chipping at the iceberg, so it turns and turning the Rubik's Cube and examining it from different angles, This is these are very good metaphors for our psyche and for our healing process mm, yeah i like that well um bruce we got a few more minutes left can you please yeah. share with people how to get to your website what kind of services you offer and um sure. anything else you want to share 
Yeah, yeah. People can find me at healingtoolbox.org, and they can reach me on Skype, uh, Self Healing Coach, and uh, people are uh, entitled to a, an initial gift session by phone or Skype if they wish that to test drive me and see what I'm up to. And uh, I even have a guinea pig experiments I need need uh, volunteers for. We're, we're working on uh, these uh, inner abundance issues and also uh, some technical research on um, uh, the inner family. Uh, so those are fun. And uh, I don't know, I've got a bunch of books on Amazon. If you go to Amazon and you put in best practices in energy medicine, you'll see my 16 books or put my name in there. And uh, the latest book is called Unconscious Patterns 101. <laughs> it's just, you know, like 150 pages. I don't like to write books that are too long. So that I think the, if they're about 150 pages, people are more likely to read them. And this is a, this is an expa- expands upon what NLP did with metaprograms, but but goes a lot farther, a lot further. And it's not a rehash of NLP. It's you know the other unconscious patterns that NLP didn't talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, if somebody wanted that's, to learn more unconscious. about you know that's, what you can muscle test, what what book would that be? Like what sorts of things you can muscle test? Uh, most of the things on muscle testing now are at the website and also on YouTube. There are 22 videos on YouTube, and 15 of them are uh, the, the muscle testing uh, redesigned with God as your partner, and this is the safe and easy and simpler way to do muscle testing and gets out of that medical doctor paradigm and back into the iceberg, hologram, slow is better, loving is better paradigm. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Great. Oh, lots of resources. Um, well, our time's just about up. Bruce, thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us today. It's oh, been a likewise. pleasure. Likewise. Likewise. Always Awesome. Fun. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. And until next time, take care and happy healing. Bye for now.